This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Hey, thanks for joining us. It's Dr. Homebrew, the only show that gives you expert BJCP feedback on your homebrews. You send the beer to us, we drink it, we may or may not belch the alphabet afterwards, uh, but we give you proper feedback, and you win stuff. We have a lot of cool sponsors on the show that uh, provide you with some cool stuff, so uh, it's Dr. Homebrew, baby. It's the only show you need to be listening to. I mean, except for the other shows on the Brew Network, but it's fine. It's the it's it's this show, and then and then maybe maybe another one or two. I don't know. I like the session. They have better like potty jokes than us. Yeah, they do have better potty jokes than, than us. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, they're yeah they're 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 a potty show. We're not a potty show. Uh, maybe we're a, a potty adjacent. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. That's fine. I feel the potty coming on tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Not Are you feeling one, saucy? Yeah. No. Or 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 uh, incontinent. <laughs> incontinent. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. There's like a sign in the in the grocery store next to where I live. It says like incontinence. There's like a sign for like incontinence. This <laughs> is incontinence. Incontinence. Like I'm like whoa. It's like when you're like not condescending enough. In, yeah, exactly. Official like misspellings on signs are one of my biggest pet peeves. It's so fun <laughs> to find them. That's Brian, of course, my co-host, and we have Keith back. Keith, how you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks for uh, joining us. I'm, I'm excited that uh, you did not get too much of us last time. And, no, it's uh, always, always fun. Thanks for coming back, man. I appreciate it. We have some killer beers for you, but before we get into all that, uh, we do have to talk about our sponsor, Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com, learn everything that you need to know about how to properly clean and sanitize your home brewing equipment. It's very, very important. Uh, actually, I pulled off all my draft line because I didn't want to like <laughs> clean and sanitize everything. I just threw it all away. Um, but I never put a new draft line without soaking it in TBW first. Right. Yeah, totally. Just getting all that plastic gunk out. And, uh, you know, who knows, man? It's whatever. So uh, that was, I used a lot of PBW in this weekend, actually. <laughs> uh, clean a couple growlers and clean the keg and all that kind of stuff. So uh, PBW, man, it's the way to go. Star Sand, that's the other way to go. The old one-two punch there. So check them out, fivestarchemicals.com. Everybody on this show receives a nice little thank you pack from Five Star, which is pretty cool, too. So um, they're, they're lovely folks. Support them because they support us, and they make a killer product. Yeah, I was happy when I discovered their stuff. Like when I first started brewing, I would just clean with hot water because so I was like, "Well, I don't want to use soap on my equipment, so 
I'll use hot water. And then, you know, yeah. so like probably scrubbed it a little too much and I was using a plastic bucket. So after a few batches, I started getting some gnarly, like, you know, scratches on the buckets and getting some, some bad batches. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I should be fermenting in glass and using five star stuff. It is like, the, like pretty much every home brewer has that kind of learning curve. You yeah. know, it's like everyone kind of generally 80% of us start at the same area and we go through the same yeah. trials and tribulations. Uh, homebrew shop owner hands you some iota for Here, this is all you need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you start with bleach and you read something. You're like, oh, it's a, a, a quarter teaspoon of bleach. And like a, a tablespoon must even be better. So you put more and more <laughs> right. bleach in. You know? Yeah. More is better, dude. Yeah. More is always better. Why do my Ooh. beers taste like medicine? <laughs> I don't know, but they get you drunk. <laughs> Uh, I don't. What do we have going on today? We have a Scottish, uh, Scottish eighty, a Scottish export yeah. eighty shilling. Those are the same two things coming right? up. Yeah, uh, and then we have a Blondale from Chris, I'm who's in the Blonde studio. Ale. How you doing, Chris? Hey, welcome, Chris. Thanks, to be here. thanks for joining us. Yeah, Chris I appreciate from it, my man. club. Oh, really? Yeah, Mad Z's. Yeah. Mad Z's, huh? We've brewed together. We've made uh, okay. Oh, we 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 made a, a a nice oatmeal stout. Oh we yeah. Made a, a Scottish, Scottish ale, ale. Yeah. yeah, like a uh, wee heavy was it or I uh, know it was, it was a kind of a weak Scottish ale, a weak, <laughs> a weak heavy, <laughs> a weak heavy. It, it came out a little low. Yeah, we had some. Uh, yeah, that's all right. We had to pull the aluminum out of his mash tun there. No, oh, man, aluminum it, mash tun? No, no. A, Is he just messing with you in the mash tun? You know, doing the research. I yeah, got, got a piece of aluminum over the the top of the the grain so I don't get any tunneling. Uh-huh. And, you know, Brian gave me props for the whole setup, but that just destroyed him when I put the aluminum foil into the mash tun. Oh, yeah. aluminum foil on the on the grain? I didn't like the foil sitting on the grain. It okay, was, got it. It bothered okay. my sensibilities. Why? I couldn't say why. <laughs> it's just one of those than, things. What, I no, I forgot. You, whether you, did you drill holes in it? So I, it I poked through? some holes like, in it, but yeah. that, that just bugged him the whole day. Okay. And he couldn't get over it, yeah. I was having, like, a tweaky moment, yeah. But the beer came out tasting okay. It didn't, okay. You know, it was, other than being, we're missing the gravity a little bit. It wasn't too bad. Do you think aluminum foil would would impact the flavor, or it's just one of those things that it's like nails on a chalkboard where you just, like you said, you can't figure out why it's weird. You just don't like it and stop doing yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like, I think I have a weird thing about foil in general. Like when I cook with foil, I'll I'll put like wax paper, like if I cook like, you know, corn on the grill. Yeah. I'll put, you know, wax paper in between the corn and the foil it's just because I don't want the <laughs> aluminum molecules going into my corn and, okay. get, you know, I might get brain damage or something. <laughs> I don't know. No, you never know. No, you don't. And, and that's true, man. And I'm glad we're having this discussion. I don't want to make it seem like I'm picking on you, but is that something that a sane person, no, I'm kidding. Um, my, my, my great, great grandchild might get like autism or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. maybe. No, but I mean, is is it founded on anything, or you just don't like it? Which is totally yeah. fine, totally reasonable. If you don't like it, it feels weird or skeevy to you, then don't do it. That's fine. It just felt weird. I and I don't okay. mind. Yeah, foil in general, I don't mind. But just at hot temperatures on top of the the mash, I just yeah. had an uneasy feeling. It's just, weird. It I, just I, weird. It just weirds you out. Okay. I think we all have stuff like yeah. that. I mean, I can't think of one personally, but I think most people have. <laughs> yeah, you're as normal as they come. JP. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I brewed on my pico brew the other the other week cool i caked some of that beer we'll we'll try it yeah. on the next show probably not nice. on the show okay uh well that's cool okay so no foil i never really used foil in my brewing i mean maybe to like seal like close the ends of like um sanitized uh you know hosing yeah 
So I, I, I think I'm okay for brain damage. Foil or saran wrap. If I didn't have saran wrap, I would use foil to like seal up the edges of my uh, brew kettle when I'm chilling the beer. So, so it's just hot side there. foil you don't like. Hot side foil. Hot side foil. It's okay. Bad for beer. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. It sounds like you may already have brain damage. I'm not sure. <laughs> I eat foil, and that's and that's a fact. Uh, well, hey, look, I'll tell you what. We have Chris here. He already poured his beer, so why don't we just jump into it? Sure. And start drinking this American Blondale. Keith, why don't you uh, start us off, please, uh, my friend, since uh, Brian has already talked too much about foil. Okay. Um, on on the, the aroma, it's some light caramel. Um, a hint of... Pineapple upside down cake. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, it's a paper cardboard. Reminds me of oxidation. You know, oxidation going on there. Light alcohol, and then also a little bit of uh, cooked corn DMS. It is very fruity smelling, like uh, like pineapple smelly. There's no fruit in here, or anything. Chris? No, no fruit. Um, in the it appearance, good, appearance, um, <clears throat> uh, deep gold. Um, probably pretty close to the top end of the of the style there. It's uh, it's probably allowable in style, but it's it's pretty it's pretty dark, um, pretty clear. Um, it's almost brilliantly clear. Um, low white head, uh, low retention, and just a little bit of lacing. Um, flavor. Just tasting it again. I got a lot of sweetness. Um, some of that oxidation, again, uh, comes across to me a little bit like paper. Also, I get some light caramel, um, medium cooked corn flavor. Bitterness was, I thought, medium medium high for this style. I thought, you know, it's, it's probably still, once again, in style, but it felt a little, little, little high for it. Um, the balance leans toward the malt, though, still, as appropriate. And then, you know, finally, uh, I think, you know, there is actually a, a lot of sweetness, I thought, for the, for the style, too. So I think that was it's kind of, you know, it was like a lot of bitterness and a lot of sweetness for this style. And then I got some fusel hotness, just not a, a ton, but just a, a little bit of that. Medium body, medium carbonation, um, getting a little bit of warming, too, which I think, just, you know, not a lot, but just felt like for the style, it was a little bit, a little bit high in that, in that aspect. Um, so it was, it was definitely a sweet version of the, of the beer. A um, little bit on the dark side. That could be actually from oxidation. I think that was probably my biggest uh, probably question for you would be, you know, what what happened there? And is this an older beer? Um, did something happen along the way? You know, maybe a little more oxidation, uh, oxygen pickup on transfer. Um, but overall, I thought it was it was, it was good. I gave it a thirty one. Um, I, I would dial back maybe the specialty malts and the bitterness a little bit, uh, make it a little more like, a little more sessionable, a little more light, a little lighter. Uh, but overall, I thought, yeah, I said it was a, a, a pretty good uh, beer. Excellent. <clears throat> Brian, what do you think, man? Cool. Yeah, I like that pineapple thing. That's that. It does have a little like, sharp um, kind of uh, tropically uh, ester in there. Yeah, like, like candied pineapple even, yeah. too. It's tripped me out. Yeah, it's it's a characterful uh, blonde ale. It's got a nice bready malt aroma. Um, I found you know very light DMS in the aroma, cooked corn note, um, with a light papery oxidation in the background. Now this the second sample to me tastes a little less papery, and I don't know it it might have been a uh, shorter time in the bottle too. So um, the 
the more intense paperiness in the first example could have been from just uh, you know singing the bottle too long or uh, bottling technique and not being fresh in the bottle. Uh, but yeah, other other than that, uh, you know, it's it's kind of in the background anyway. It's not super intense and like in your face cardboardy, but it's there. Uh, there's a low spicy floral hop in there. Not too much in the way at all. Just kind of a little accent. Uh, I didn't get any butteriness, no diacetyl. Didn't get any green apple-y acetaldehyde. Um, you know, other than the, the little pineapple thing, it's not super fruity to me. But it does also have like kind of a low honey-like note to it in the aroma, which to me mm. can also kind of be an expression of oxidation. Um, Appearance-wise, it's a, it is a nice, clear, deep, golden-colored beer. I uh, had a low white head that faded soon after pouring. I mean, pretty much like, just like he said, uh, and mostly finer bubbles around the rim of the glass after that. So um, kind of faded pretty quick. I knocked down a point for that. Flavor-wise, um, it's multi-sweet, and it tastes... Uh, so the, the sweetness is a little interesting. It's like it's it's coming from that honey-like component a little bit. And, you know, the way it finishes is kind of... It's not like super sweet, like cloyingly sweet finish or anything like that. It's just... There's a little sweetness there, maybe semi-sweet finish, but as you get into the aftertaste, the honey-like character kind of lingers and gives you more of an impression of, of sweetness in the aftertaste. Um, it does taste, again, a bit aged and uh, oxidized past its prime. The first example did, again, more than the other. Um, again, a low spicy, earthy hop. Uh, the malt is ready with a kind of a nice biscuitiness. I didn't get big caramel in it, more of the honey-like thing. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk. It'd be nice to talk about what malts went into this other than the base malt uh, and what kind of base malts you used, if it was a Pills or a, um, you know, we'll get to that, but, um, or just a U.S. base, two-row. Uh, low hop bitterness, it's not, not in the way at all. It's kind of nicely out of the way. Getting a hint of alcohol there seems like a little, a little higher than, kind of, or either towards the very high end for the style or a little higher than we wanted it to be. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting flavor, but yeah, it's not as 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 smooth and just crisp as I want a nice blonde ale to be. Um, Mouthfeel wise, medium light body, low carbonation, maybe a little too low, low warmth, not very creamy or smooth, not but not getting any astringency in there either. It's kind of middle of the road. Um, the decently brewed overall, a decently brewed blonde ale that tastes um, just a bit past its prime, and it. Perhaps also on the stronger side, I would just watch the the oxygen pick up at all stages, either in the bottling or letting it sit in the bottle too long, like might have happened. Although he gave it to me maybe a you know a week week ago or there, well, not even a week ago was it? Yeah, or maybe it was a couple weeks. Uh, these these are both bottled. Well, all three of these were bottled on the same day at the same yeah. time. Okay, yeah, okay. So um, yeah, let's watch oxygen pick up at all stages, past primary and during bottling, purge bottles. Um, and uh, pour the beer a little fresher. I, I'd, it'd be nice to taste it when it was, you know, just right out of the, the secondary and uh, post-carbonation there to see how it tasted then. Um, I don't know if there's any pills malt in here, which can have more of that DMS precursor. I mean, everybody knows you want to do longer open kettle boil, you know, just uh, keep, keep that DMS uh, precursor away and avoid that and then chill it quickly. So that doesn't pop up, but um, I know Chris knows 
his ass from a hole in the ground. So <laughs> I kind of feel funny even questioning that. Yeah. You know, at least there's no um, aluminum flavors in this beer. But I give it a 29. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. All right. Uh, well, Chris, you have your recipe sheet in front of you. Why don't you, uh, why don't you fire that puppy off, man, and can talk about this beer. Also, no, it's, um, you, you mentioned the honey flavor. It's about 7.5% honey malt. Okay. So, yeah, that could yeah. do it. And then uh, just some wheat, and uh, the base is a uh, raw two row. Okay. Uh, we'll aim it for the it, the hops. That, that was the only uh, the only hop. That's a nice hop to use for a blonde. And then the uh, the yeast was uh, an ESB ale yeast. Okay. And you know, I, I thought I was getting almost like a, a more characterful yeast uh, thing for me. I was I was talking to Keith about it after we judged it, and like is there, is there like a hint of some like kind of an English yeast note in there um which, which is which, nice because it drops out nice and bright like but, this you know yeah which strain was it the esp the 1968 uh 1968 yeah yeah, yeah. oh cool yeah i mean that's you know that one you tend to get some diacetyl from if you're not treated properly and there's no diacetyl in this beer at all so well done there definitely yeah it uh it, it had a nice strong fermentation uh this this is brewed back on august 21st and bottled on October 5th. So it was, I thought it was really good in the keg. Uh, my wife did too. She thought it was great. So. <laughs> That's almost the most important part of this whole, yeah, yes. this whole yeah. thing right here. And you bottled them about what? Uh, so our meeting was uh, what? Two, what, what week yeah, I it? bottled them October 5th. So yeah. just what, three weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, does it taste a little different to you than from the keg? It, it does, yeah. Bottle? Yeah. And what are you using to, to bottle the beer? Are you using a, like a beer gun or something? It's a, uh, a counter-pressure bottle yeah. filler. Um, not a... One of those metal ones with the... Not a beer gun, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Works for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the old counter-pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it lets yeah, you purge like the bottles and all of that, right? Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's great. Yeah. So what do we think about the the kind of pineapple? Yeah, I'm wondering the candy pineapple. Where that where could that be coming from? I mean, some of that is that from the honey malt though too. It's been a while since I mm-hmm. used the honey malt in that higher percentage. And what percentage was it, Chris? Seven, I believe. Seven, uh, seven four. Okay. Yeah. In a what size batch? It was uh, an eleven gallon batch. Eleven gallon. What yeah. is that pound oh, okay. wise? Two pounds. I don't know. Uh, almost two pounds. Yeah. One pound fourteen. That seems a little high. I mean, I I wouldn't use it that high. It's one of those malts that does stand out a lot when you taste it. Yeah. And beers. So I think that would be probably my guess of what's giving us that pineapple. It's not not the hops. Well, Emmett's not going to give you that. Yeah. That character at all. You think it's that with the ESB yeast? Possibly. Yeah. Could it be the the fermentation profile? Um, Let's yeah even talk about that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So um, the ESB is uh, you know the normal range sixty four to seventy two, and I targeted this sixty eight. So it spent most of the time riding about sixty nine degrees till okay. uh, till the last like four days. I, I bumped it up to seventy seventy one. So on that high end, anyway, of the spectrum. Yeah. Mid okay. High. When you when you take your temperature of your of your fermentation, do you have a probe that's inside the? It's a probe the on the on the outside. Uh, yeah, taped to the side. So it could be you have it at sixty eight. It could be even seventy two in the beer seventy four. Could be, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, with this one you could start it out a little mm-hmm. lower and then come up to that, you know, the the mid up to sixties and, and mm-hmm. uh do your diacetyl rests. Although if you're not careful you might get a little bit of that butter too, so gonna go go easy. But uh, I mean it because it, it is good. It it has a lot yeah. of good flavors to it. But I'm getting also some like a little bit of like alcohol and, and maybe not just like mm. wow. like, like a little bit of a sharper alcohol. Not okay. not that it's like that might super be from strong. the alcohol though. Is it like six and a half? Yeah, this this I I brewed this with Tom O'Hara. Yeah, and uh, put in more malt. (laughs) No, 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 he's great. But uh, we had a little better efficiency on the system Uh that day. No explanation. Yeah, but um, those random Humber days, uh, man. Yeah. So so I I had targeted this recipe for the upper end of the style, anyhow, and we kind of went over so what, what, what did a, you do what did you target and what did you hit and, well target target was uh 1055 for an original gravity we i think it came about 1057 okay. so it was just a few points yeah. high but it was already at the top of the style to begin with <laughs> right. so. okay. yeah and okay. then what did it ferment down to uh it, it was good it uh it hit 10 uh 10 12 yeah yeah, it's nice because there's still a little bit of sweetness in there, and it plays off the honey nicely. It's just the honey, to me, it throws me off a little bit. It's not what I expect in a Blondale, so it was like, huh, that's interesting. And I'm like, you know, to me, when oxidation starts expressing itself, it can come across as a honey-like before it gets into that papery thing. And the second sample, for some reason, it has a little more of the, just the honey-like. Maybe there's less oxygen in that bottle particularly, but, um, yeah, it just has the honey and less of the papery. But, um, yeah, it's interesting how that, that comes across in the beer. I would definitely, you know, maybe lighten that up and, and play with something else. I know you, you know, you probably don't want to make it. You, you consciously avoided crystals, so you you'd probably don't want it to be a, a super caramelly beer or anything like that. But, you know, sometimes a little bit of light crystal or carapils or something in there with the way well, you used wheat and you used uh, raw Arturo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, even just small amounts of a different color of crystals, like using like a 15 and maybe a 60, just in really small like percentages, gives you an interesting flavor mix there that not one ingredient stands out. Like the honey malt here, it kind of like hits you in the head a little bit. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah, by all means, it, that, you know, it was a pleaser. Hey, brew it again. <laughs> yeah. <I laughs> or mean, lighten, it up, great. lighten up the honey and see if you can get away with a little less of that and, and still have it be as, as good to, to what your wife I actually, likes. I actually have another batch fermenting right now. So. Same exact recipe? Uh, little little tweaks. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll taste that one within a couple yeah. weeks then. <laughs> yep. That yeah, sounds good. Do you have any uh, questions for uh, what the guys uh, ran through tonight? No, or? you guys covered it uh, covered pretty good. Anything about aluminum that you that. want to talk about? Yeah, I, there's nothing wrong with the aluminum. I, I, Man, the aluminum is fine. It's the aluminum you have to worry about. That's the fucked up part. I, I only the, use it for hats to avoid like if you alien have to have a hang up, That's okay, right? Yeah. No, thanks for uh, thanks oh, for the review. I no, thanks for coming on the show for sure. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. Thank, thank you very much. All right, hang tight. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to have some Scottish export from keith it's dr homebrew stay tuned we'll be right back hello fellow beginners this is sully from the 21st amendment brewery located in san francisco just two blocks from giants park before nico and i opened the 21a and before i was a professional brewer i homebrewed on my small four burner apartment stove in a back house in santa monica california making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all grain brewing Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The 
Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Admit it. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance. The Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button. Improve repeatability and refine your recipes with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of homebrewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of homebrewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. Back to the examination. Hey, look who's back. It's Dr. Homebrew. Thanks for sticking with us. You know, we were talking about hops in the last, uh, with, uh, with Chris's beer. And I want to tell you guys, of course, about our close personal friend, Nico Brew. Nico Brew has the hops you're looking for, from your standard recipe staples to those hard-to-find deals. After seven years, they're still offering their famous $5 shipping. And with their super-fast turnaround, you'll be brewing in no time, dude. All of their hops are nitrogen-flushed and vacuum-sealed in Mylar packaging to make sure you get the freshest hops available. They even have commercial accounts available to pro-brewers and homebrew shops. Check out the new Nico Brew swag, like baby onesies, teas for toddlers, and even something for you grown-ups out there. Head over to NicoBrew.com today for all your hop needs. NicoBrew.com. I like Nico. He's a good dude. Yeah, he wears yeah, we, a skirt a lot, which is weird. It's off-putting, but he's a nice guy. He is. I mean, he calls it a kilt. I think is what he calls yeah. it, but whatever. Don't reach under there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, 
appropriately. Scottish beer coming up. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so this is from Keith Baker. We don't have Keith on the line, so we're just going to have to kind of do our best here. Um, although he did put his phone number here, and I just don't want to call him because the guy's in Ohio, and I don't know what time it is in Ohio. It's like 2.30 in the morning out there. So I don't want to, like, wake anybody up or whatever. So 11, 11.40? Yeah. Let me eh. send him a text. <laughs> just, just a bunch of midget pictures. <laughs> no, what don't send him a text. Man. Oh, man. Um, okay, well, let's try this beer. How about that? Okay. Brian, I think you should go first since I made Keith go first last time. Okay. Scottish export. Keith's Scottish. Not our, not our Keith, but, uh, yeah, Keith out there in Ohio. Um, it, yeah, it has, in the aroma, it has a pleasantly mm. complex wow. malt, malt um, Good. character there. It's got... A lot of, uh, well, it's got that kind of a cracker crumb thing, a lot of bread crust. It's almost got like this, a rich kind of Munich German malt kind of thing going on. And toasty, uh, biscuity notes. I'm not getting any DMS or diastole. It seems cleanly brewed. Low ester, low esters overall. Uh, I didn't get a big fruitiness on this one. I mean, maybe a little bit of like a, a fig or, you know, kind of a thing in there. Uh, but other than that, it's got kind of a low, spicy, earthy hop just in the background. Clean and inviting. Um, I like the room a lot. Appearance-wise, it's a rich copper color, nice color with the burnished orange highlights. Uh, quite clear. Started with a low off-white head that faded after a pretty short time. But uh, some of these can be low um, carbonation beers, too. So, you know, there's kind of a rim of just finer bubbles around the edges here. and That's fine. Uh, but you would you would expect the head to stick around a little bit better. Pleasantly malty in the flavor with uh, toasty, bready, bread crust like components again. I got a low orangey citrus ester in the um, in the flavor that I thought was kind of interesting. Maybe from the you know something from the yeast is kicking out. But uh, it seems like a clean, otherwise low temp ale fermentation. Um, Low bitterness. The hops are not very high at all. There's a hint of a little earthiness. Um, and the, the finish is interesting. It finishes kind of uh, medium, medium dry. It's got a fair amount of sweetness in it still. It's not, it's, it's, well, more medium than, than dry. It's, it's not very, um, what you get when you have the, just the, um, you know, like the base malt playing off a roasted, grain uh roasted barley thing um where you get that kind of neat little malty um rich note in the in the very late finish in the aftertaste when it dries out um i don't know if it's just the sweetness getting in the way of that or if it's something with the malt bill that's making it express in a different way i would expect it might be a more complex malt bill than your typical scottish but i'm still enjoying it um it wasn't too sweet it wasn't like cloying or anything like that and it, it's it kind of balances the malt in other ways. It's kind of interesting. And there's a range for what you can have in these beers as it is. So I forgive that. Uh, <laughs> body wise, it's medium bodied, medium low carbonation, no obvious astringency. It's also not super creamy. Uh, I didn't get any warmth in here. It's just really pretty smooth on the palate overall. It's not harsh or biting at all. It just goes down smooth. And uh, feels pretty good, so no nothing sticking out there uh, too badly. Feels good, man. I feel good. <laughs> Very pleasant. Overall, a clean Scottish export. I did think it had a nice complexity of malt, maybe a little off from the, the typical kind of classic 
uh, finish that you'd get in that with the the roasted barley, just a small percentage of roasted barley to give it that little, you know, richness at the end. But um, yeah, it's 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 got an interesting complexity and it's very quaffable. Um, you could dry it out just a touch to to see if that malty dry impression comes out. But um, to me, the sweetness is also not all that distracting. I think it works pretty well as it is. So I gave it a thirty six. I like I like the beer quite a bit. Excellent. Yeah, I like it too. It's really good. Uh, all right, Keith, judge your beer. I mean, not your beer, but another Keith's another beer. Keith's beer. It might as well be your beer. Same name. I've lived in Ohio, but not Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> How do the Indians do, by the way? I didn't, I didn't see the final score of the game. If it's over, they were up. They were up. Yeah. I don't know either. Who World knows? When, anyway, uh, anyway, I was talking about the, the Browns game yesterday. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Um, Anyway, I I thought, you know, medium malt, a lot of toastiness, um, just a hint of caramel. Um, I I did get some fruit out, like some apple esters in this. Uh, I I did get some alcohol as well. I know Brian didn't pick up much on that, but I did I did notice some alcohol. That was a little bit even in the aroma was a little bit, you know, I got some of that when I wouldn't expect that necessarily in this beer style. No smoke, which is great. Someone didn't make the mistake of putting smoke malt in it. Awesome. Um, go quickly over appearance. Uh, amber, uh, almost brilliantly clear. A little bit of haze. Uh, just slightly off white head. Uh, once again, low low lacing, low low head overall. Not not a lot of head retention. Uh, sweet, definitely flavor wise. Toastiness just jumps out at me. Um, also getting that fruit again. Some apple. Just a touch of caramel. Um, I wasn't really getting a hot flavor at all, and the balance is definitely toward the malt, but it does have a a, a dry dry finish to it. Um, otherwise, really clean, no no DMS, no diacetyl, no phenols or anything like that. Uh, medium carbonation, medium low body. Um, thought the alcohol was warming a little bit again for the for the beer. Uh, it's up to 1060 is the OG for this beer style. I think the the final gravity on the top of my head maybe down to 1014. Um, feels a little bit a little bit hotter in that in, ge- in general to me. Just feels a little bit bigger. Um, overall, I, I mean, I like the beer. I just felt like the malt character was really really focused toward the toastiness. It 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 almost reminded me more of a like a Bach in terms of the the malt Ooh, character. Okay, uh, yeah. Not not as rich as a bock, definitely a smaller bock, but the the toastiness was there and, and not yeah. much caramel um, that I normally would see in a, in a beer. Like, hmm. There's not even a ton of caramel or a little bit of roast, and you know the, the dryness may be coming from the roast because you you know expect the, the the roasted malt to dry it out a little bit. But I don't know; it just seemed like it was missing a little bit in terms of of the malt character that I'm usually looking for in this beer. Otherwise, I thought it was really clean, other than just being a little a little bit too fruity for my taste. Uh, okay. a, little, a little too much apple, and I gave it a thirty overall. I see where you. I see where you're going with the Bach, with that or Bach like comment, a like a small beer Bach or something. Yeah, yeah dunkle, sure. Yeah, yeah. Dunkel. That's a good. Yeah, call. yeah. Also, oh, the uh, <clears throat> Indians just pulled it off, six nothing. Just ended. There you go. Is that the World Series? I don't even know. It is. It is. Yeah. Okay. So Keith, uh, what malts did you use in this beer, man? Oh, I really want to know. Actually, one other thing I wanted to ask about is that it, it, it sort of the perception of the of the body and just the perception of the sweetness in the beer. I was one, you know, I wanted to really ask this Keith if if what he did with the water, it really mm-hmm. felt like it was all, not quite t- 
part, but it was going down that 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 route of you know it was going a little bit lower, probably a lower pH sort of beer. I, I didn't bring my pH meter with me today, so I didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to to test the pH of it. But it felt like it was a little bit low. It didn't you know for maltier beers, I tend to like the pH to be a little bit higher, um, and it feels like this one was was a little bit a little bit lower and uh, just it sort of changed the perception of the beer a little bit. Start with more of like an alkaline, chalky water kind of yeah. What is that? What would what would you see in a higher pH? I think more fullness and flavor. Like, like this one comes off as very very dry, and, and even though it's sweet, it it has like this this sort of really crisp finish to it. And normally, like I said, you get that from a Scottish sometimes from a from a you know from a, a dark malt. But it, to me, it feels like I don't, I'm not getting that flavor from the dark malt at all. And, and it, it's somehow coming across as you know like maybe it is a water thing, and maybe maybe it's not. Maybe I'm wrong on this one, but it, it, you know I'm like I worry about that that. You know, this beer is that's that's why the perception is coming off is super dry. It's like sweet and then really, really kind of dry at the, at the same time. Mm. Um, and, okay. and, and getting a higher mash pH and just having your pH a little bit higher provides you a little more fullness in general with the beer. Okay. Why isn't Keith answering me? Keith, what kind of water did you use? <laughs> sorry. No, I'm sorry, man. I wish you could be on the show with us. Yeah, me too. I don't know what happened. He kind of dropped off. I mean, you know, sometimes it's last minute here on Dr. Passed Homebrew. Out. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I pass out, like, you know, get the kids to bed, and I'll just, you know. I have a feeling that's what it is. Pass out. <laughs> and like and you're just done, dude. Yeah. No, then I wake sure, up at, man. like, you know, 530 in the morning, like, wide awake. Yeah, and look, we've had that before, too, on the show, where people will email at, like, 1030, and I'm here editing the show. And it's like, <laughs> dude, I'm so sorry, but it's exactly yeah. that same thing. Yeah. I put the kid down, and I just laid down for, like, half a second, and, you know, now it's this time and whatever. Sleep. Yeah, so wherever he is, I'm sure he's doing great, but uh, I also don't think he has any questions. Um, any other tips we would give to this guy for... Uh, for for making this a little better yeah i would look at the malt bill first and then yeah maybe the water after that and just um yeah try to get that classic think, style dialed in a little better but i think it was a very good beer it was I cleanly think brewed like his, his fermentation seemed pretty i would good pay me. for i would pay for a pint of this yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean for me it was a little estuary but i, I think there i would just look at the the temp and mm-hmm. and the yeast strain you're using if you're using a scottish then yeah then yeah just look at the temperature if you're using something else then Maybe change your yeast strain. Well, sometimes like a Munich malt can give you a little fruity impression, too. True. So it could yeah. be mm. something playing off malt of that. character. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take a real quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll give some stuff away. And we'll right. talk about some stuff. Uh, actually, before we do that, uh, you guys were talking about water. And, of course, every time we talk about water... Think of our friends at the iDip, the Smart Brew Water Testing Kit, which incorporates a revolutionary photometer system which is the first and only one on the market and with its own app. You can use it in, in your home brewery or in your commercial brewery. It takes great water to make great beer. We all know that. And uh, it doesn't matter if you're using a carbon filter from your, your tap system or you have some elaborate system in your, in your commercial brewery. The iDip will help you figure that out. It's the only meter on the market that runs water tests with no math needed on your part. It pairs via Bluetooth and updates your water results instantly to your own personal water profile, which you can then email to your brewers or to your homebrew club. You can post it on Facebook book for everybody to see whatever you want to do man uh you can test over 40 different water quality tests four come preloaded more are available you can test for things like total alkalinity chloride calcium hardness ph sulfate uh and and much much more it will literally like tell you and and probably smack you upside the head if you try to use like water from your swimming pool to pull to brew <laughs> beer with like 
but you can. But people way too much chlorine in your water here, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you could if you have a pool. This is the perfect thing that you yeah, can kind of like purpose, pass right? by the family. Can, like, hey, we need a new pH hey, meter for the pool. Yeah. <laughs> we just need it. That's okay, what it honey. is. Yeah. You don't want people to eat the red eye thing or the blonde hair, green hair thing, right. or whatever. Uh, only four mils of water are needed for each test. Um, so if you're building your your water, man, uh, the iDip, check it out. Uh, go to uh, smartbrewkit.com. Use the code TBN10 at checkout, and you can save 10 bucks on either the standard or the advanced smart brew testing kit. That's smartbrewkit.com. All right, we're take a break. We'll be right back. It's Dr. Homebrew. Uh, go get a beer, would you? Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Grog tags aren't just for labeling your home brews to hand out to your friends. They're the perfect way to round out your personal brewing marketing. Bringing your latest beer to a funeral? Craft a metal sign to go with it. Heading out to Little Liam's Bar Mitzvah? Grog Tag custom bottle caps are awesome. Couldn't get out of jury duty this year? Grog Tag the hell out of the deliberation room with reusable labels. Grog Tag has an awesome array of products just waiting to be customized by you. Metal signs, coasters, tasting mats, bottle caps, tap handles. It's all there waiting for your designs at Grog Tag. Liven up your next party with the widest selection of custom products ever offered by a sponsor of the Brewing Network. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. Ah, thanks for sticking with us. Hope you guys got that beer because uh, I'll tell you what, the show is much better, <laughs> much better with a beer. <laughs> uh, speaking of beer, our friends the Shoots uh, are launching a brand new beer called Armory Experimental Pale Ale. Comes in at 5.9 ABV and 55 IBUs. I mean, us beer nerds, we need to know that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, more and more, all that kind of stuff is now marketing, which is very weird. A couple of years ago, you'd never see IBUs, really. You see it on the bottles a lot more. Yeah. You see it on a lot more bottles, which is kind of cool. Uh, but then again, it kind of doesn't really mean anything to me at the same time. You know what I mean? Like... 38, yeah. like 38. Like, I mean, I guess a range is, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess a range is helpful. No, nah, I take that back. A well, range is helpful. You'd want to know exactly. I mean, if yeah, it's not a range. It's an exact IBU per Yeah. Though. Anyway. So 55 for, for a pale ale, is that, that's on the higher end, right? Which I think is, is what high. we want for West Coast pale ales, right? 
Yeah. That's kind of what we're looking for. A little bit like more low, hop forward. IPA range. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like not <laughs> yeah. Um, and so each round will be brewed with a different experimental hop. So this batch is hopped with a bunch of hops. It's hopped with Nugget, Northern Brewer, Cascade, Centennial, which is kind of very, you know, old school. And then the new school experimental number 07270, which apparently is grown at the Deschutes Hop Farm. Um, I've had this beer. I should have brought a bottle in for you guys. I'm stupid. Uh, it's very tropical, of course, very like new school kind of hop. Uh, it's a delicious beer. Uh, and to celebrate, Deschutes is giving away a trip to their experimental hop farm. All you have to do is snap a photo of you enjoying their new Armory XPA and share it on Instagram or Twitter using hashtag Armory XPA and, uh, you know, at Deschutes Beer. For more information, head to DeschutesBrewery.com slash XPA. So go ahead and get your snaps on, dude. Get your snap on, girl. That'd be cool. Win a trip to the hop farm, to the yeah. Deschutes hop farm. I mean, yeah. that's got to be a cool, a cool spot. And think about all the beers that uh, they have up there that you don't, you know, that aren't in production. I like visiting you know hop I mean? farms. Well, you should go pick up a sixer of uh, the Armory, dude. XPA. I'll do it. Taking them Insta snaps. What's an Insta snap? Insta sna- Instagram oh. sna- snap a Insta- Grandma's Facebook. <laughs> Grandma Facebook. Yeah, that's exactly right. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's give away some stuff, Brian. Okay. So uh, for our $40, at least your beer will look good, gift certificate. That's our good people at grogtag.com. 40 bucks to customize your labels. or uh, You know, now they're actually doing customizable T-shirts. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, it's a whole new thing. They're just kind of starting out. So you can actually get the label that you make printed right. on a fucking t-shirt and they do tap handles and stuff too tap handles so, all that kind of yeah. shit anyway 40 bucks to grog deck who is uh going on a shopping spree at grog tag that's going to our friend chris over here hey all right Thanks. good job chris let me um where did i Mm-mm-mm. this beer already Mm-mm-mm. does look good though there we go so. grog tag grog tags nice work so then um let's see we do have something else to give away too which means that um, our friend Keith, who's not here, wins the beer bug. Cool. We have one of those every month to give away. Uh, You guys are familiar with the beer bug. You have a beer bug. You're using the beer bug. It's uh, a wireless device. Sits in your carboy, sits on the top of your carboy, drops right into your beer. It'll tell you exactly what's going on with your beer fermentation, your temperature, what your gravity is at, when it started, when it stops, when it starts to plateau. Uh, so you can actually pull your beer out in a proper amount of time and stop it. You, you, you're a big fan of it for meads, you're saying, Brian? Yeah, and you need well to know. That. If you want to stop your mead at a certain finishing gravity, you'll know when it hits that. Yeah. So that's very cool. So nice. th- thank you to Grog Tag and thank you to the folks at Beer yeah. Bug. And uh, thank you to Chris for uh, being here and hanging out with us. And thanks to Keith for sending us his beer. Um, I liked them both. They were both pretty good, man. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I dug them. I dug on them pretty good. What would it taste like if you mixed them together? I don't know. Do you want to find out? <laughs> I got a friggin' fruit fly in mind. Do it. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Excuse me. What's that blend? Hmm. <laughs> he says. It's like a, a Munich honey. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's different. Not... No, not something I'd want to bring. You wouldn't recommend it? No. No? Let's, let's not do it. That's too bad. I was hoping we were on to something new, man. 
Uh, look, before we get out of here, I want to tell you guys about the Brew Guru app from our friends at the Homebrew Association, American Homebrew Association. Uh, it'll deliver sage brewing knowledge and money-saving deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew supply shops. American Homebrew Association designed this powerful app to help homebrewers and craft beer lovers explore the wide world of beer that we all share and exist in. With the Brew Guru app, you can effortlessly find deals and save money on beer, food, and brewing supplies. Level up your brew IQ with hand-picked articles, recipes, and resources from the American Homebrew Association and Zymergy. So you can actually read full-on articles, Zymergy articles on this app. And the Brewery Locator, which will find nearby breweries, tap rooms, beer bars, homebrew supply shops, and brew pubs wherever you are. Get the uh, get the app today, homebrewassociation.org. It's free for iPhone, iPad, whatever, whatever you want to do. Uh, but you link it with your... Uh, AHA membership, and you just show them the app every time you go in to like claim a discount. You don't have to dig for the card or go look. I promise. I'm a member. When you're close to good beer and when there's a good discount nearby. I was up in Portland recently and like last weekend, and yeah, I was always telling me, oh, there's a good brewery nearby. Oh, really? Take advantage of this discount. Oh, there you go. Yeah, just have it send you the push notifications, and and you can always get good beer around you and, and save a little bit. That's cool, man. I'm glad you were using. I'm glad it was helpful. Um, all right, everybody, uh, get more radio like this. Go on thebringnetwork.com, but you already know that. And um, listen to more shows, would you? It's Dr. Homebrew. Everyone, um, you know, thanks a lot for hanging out, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>